are listening to The Radiator here at Big Heavy World. The volunteer hosts of The Radiator are dedicated to creating unique, high-quality local community radio. To do that, we need your help. Consider donating online at bigheavyworld.com donate to help sustain your favorite station. The Radiator is a project of Big Heavy World, a volunteer-run nonprofit dedicated to uplifting local artists in the Vermont community. We thank you for your support. And the weather outside today in beautiful Burlington, Vermont, is beautiful and sunny. Hopefully it stays that way. I know we had some rain yesterday. Um, So we will see and keep a watch on that weather forecast. And as of right now, you are listening to Abstract, a show dedicated to abstract ideas discussed amidst ever-changing tunes. I'm your host, Abby BK, and with me today is Jillian. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited for you to be here. Of course. So basically, the story behind how I met Jillian is she is one of my best friend, Hannah's roommate. And we were just talking amidst a little wine night I was having (laughs) and got into like a really cool conversation about poetry and film and English and everything. And so I loved what you had to say. So I wanted you to come on. Yes, definitely. So basically, we're going to be talking about those topics. um, But before we do... Jillian is also a DJ here at The Radiator. Yeah. So promo your show and tell us about you and, you know, what's up with that. Okay, so I am known as DJ Roscoe, which is named after my dog, Roscoe. Um, And I do a show every Monday from 3 to 4 p.m. It's going to be starting next Monday because I've been away for a few months. But basically, I just play, like, my weekly favorites, kind of any music that I find. I love it. So everybody make sure to also tune in to Jillian's show here on The Radiator whenever she is live. And to kind of go off of that, I think we should start with some start out with some music. I had asked you as one of the things, as um, I give everybody their, their little themes, I had asked a song um, that is kind of related to your show and one that you would play. So do we want to play that one? Yes, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So let's take a look at your playlist. Which one are you choosing? I believe it was Salvation by the Cranberries. All right, Salvation by the Cranberries. Here we go. And we are back on Abstract. Just a reminder that if you are listening live, we can listen to all of Jillian's song choices together. But if you are listening in podcast format after the fact, I can't play any of the music on the podcast just because of copyright and such. So just make sure to check out Abstract's social media to figure out what songs we played live and take a listen. But let's get back into it. So Jillian, at UVM, you're a UVM student. How is that going? Are you a senior as well this year? Yes, Yes. I am. I am terrified to graduate, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I am also nervous, but excited. Yeah. And so you are studying both English and film. So what was your sort of decision process behind doing both? So I went into UVM like specifically for the English program because I've just always loved writing and like I knew that was something I wanted to do. Um, And then when I was there, I realized that I just had a lot of space for like extra classes and I was like, okay, let me see if I can do another major. And then I ended up taking like a couple film classes, really liking them and then just sticking with it. Got it. 
And one thing that we had spoken about too is it's film studies versus film production. So I feel like that might be, I mean, it it makes sense via the name, but do you want to just take people through kind of what the film studies program looks like versus what maybe a typical film with the production side of things would be in comparison? Yeah. So basically what I do is we just watch movies and then we like read basically like analytical articles about them a lot of philosophy it's a lot of reading and writing and we just like go into depth about like filming techniques and actors and soundtracks and things like that as opposed to like actually making films gotcha so do you feel that within like studying both english and film that the film studies side of things kind of intersects more with that english side of things that you're interested in no definitely i like took a screenwriting class last or the semester before I studied abroad and that was like a huge intersection because it's writing which is like what I do for English but for film which I thought was super cool so what would be your like dream job oh I don't know I originally was thinking like screenplay writer but then after taking that class my professor was like basically if you're a screenplay writer like you're going to be doing this all day non-stop just like it sounded kind of brutal so I was like okay maybe not I would like to do something in the world of poetry, definitely, and something with, like, traveling. I'm not sure what, though. That's what I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. So in terms of, like, what... And it could be either from the curriculum and what you've studied within film and within English, or just in general, what have been some of your, like favorite books and favorite films that you've analyzed I love hearing people talk about their selections and like why oh okay oh my gosh it's a hard question though because like I know that I have so many that I could mention yeah no I think we've watched a lot of like really great films like stuff that I had watched as a kid and then re-watched under like a completely new lens like we re re rots oh my god we re-watched <laughs> me having a stroke um Mean Girls and Heathers and just oh we watched Twilight for one of my film classes which was so funny and yeah so that was really fun I I think my favorite was watching uh, Thelma and Louise because I had seen it so many times and then going through like the process of like how the directors made it and then just analyzing like what it means for feminism in film in general was just super interesting because I'd never thought about that before Um, and then as for books for a class that I took last semester we read like one of my favorite books that I had read my sophomore year of high school called House on Mango Street and it's just I love that book so much and I love analyzing it in class because it's just such a different style than like a normal novel it's kind of just like little poetic vignettes that like come together to make a story and I just I really like that style I think if I wrote a book it would be a lot like that. Mm. So in terms of the whole like feminism in film what did you mean by that? Is that more of like, did you analyze it from like a feminist lens? Yeah, so oh, very cool. We watched Bonnie and Clyde first, and then we watched Thelma and Louise, and Thelma and Louise is obviously like very closely based off of Bonnie and Clyde, but it completely changes because there's not a man present mm-hmm. as like one of the main characters. So instead of them just like committing crimes just kind of for fun, they're like, they did it originally because they kind of had to, and then they just went with it. Mm. What is your take on like women in film? Like, I feel like that's such a, I talked about subject right now specifically because of like Barbie and everything that's been happening. (laughs) And that has, I've still been thinking about that film since I saw it. Did you see Barbie? I did. What did you think about it? I mean, I thought it was just so perplexing. I think it was just such a telling story of really just the female experience. 
And I've been like sitting and still thinking about it because I feel like there were so many references to so many minute kind of details in there that were just so well executed that I didn't even like catch until I was seeing yeah. all these like TikToks that were analyzing them. But I think it's it's really an interesting industry to analyze how women's roles have been represented because we don't really think about you know, when we're watching something, how that influences us and yeah. what our perceptions of things are. So what is your take in analyzing films from that like feminist lens? And what do you think that's done to like people watching that? And, you know, how does that kind of impact them from your perspective? That's a really good question. I mean, something that we talk about a lot in like our film classes is that there's just like not a lot of female writers in like the film industry and so when women are portrayed in film it's often written by a man which is obviously an issue because it's not accurate um yeah and a lot of stuff is like written for just the male gaze and so I think it's really important to have like female writers like Greta Gerwig honestly I think men watching stuff like that hopefully helps them like stop and just if anything just think more <laughs> about like what it might yeah. be like to be a woman because I know some man men really don't think about stuff like that <laughs> right and then for your book choice that you mentioned, House on Mango Street, yeah, I feel like I've read that as well. So you're saying it's like vignettes of poems. Yeah, well, it's like written from this girl's perspective. She's probably like 11 or 10. So it's like written very simply as if it's mm. like an 11 year old writing it. But it's also like very beautiful at the same time and just like very subtle but powerful. That's like what I really like mm. in books. Why do you feel like that? particular book and that storyline as well as that style resonated with you so much I just love poetry a lot and like I love novels as well and I feel like that book was like the perfect medium between both and that's like I've been trying to write a novel for so long and I've tried so many different ways and nothing really worked and then when I read that it just kind of clicked and I was like this is like the form that I would want to write a novel in if I could oh I love that so in terms of your own writing projects what has that looked like? Have you, I mean, you just mentioned that you've kind of been wanting to write a novel, but I know that you've also written poetry. Yeah. So what have you been working on recently and what do you kind of resort to as your typical style? Poetry is definitely like my go-to. I have just like a collection of poetry just in my Google Docs. I've only published one of them in like a UVM magazine, so nothing too serious. I'm thinking of like hopefully sending them out to like other magazines at some point and journals and stuff but recently I've been working on actually I have been working on a novel recently I like just started it today I, re I actually restarted it because I was working on it for like a few months and I was like no and then this morning I was like I'm redoing the whole thing and so I was working on that for like five hours this morning which was just like kind of ridiculous um, but it's basically I I don't know like too much of it yet because obviously I restarted but the themes are basically like Appalachian folklore and like some religious trauma and yeah feminist themes just lots of different things i love that i'll have to read it whenever <laughs> yes. it's done oh god it's it's gonna take a minute but i am taking a novel writing class next semester which is why i'm like preparing mm. so i'm trying to get as much work done for that class as i can it's like a national novel writing month class so we'll have like to write it in in november basically is like the deadline gotcha yeah, well so be good thing then. you're you're getting it going <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> so how would you describe your writing style mm. is there like a certain vibe that you feel like your your writing style emits definitely like very lyrical more like poetic and kind of more abstract abstract, abstract. Hey. <laughs> yes. 
I love it. Um, so another kind of theme that I had asked, which I feel like sort of goes along with our discussion on Barbie, I asked you to choose a song that's either a part of a film that sticks out to you or one that would be a great song in a film that's maybe not made or that you could make, you know, film studies or something. So I'm curious what you chose for that. Oh, okay. So I don't know how to pronounce it because it's in French and I don't want to mess it up. Um, I think it would be Le Temps. De, de l'amour yes i used to take french so <laughs> i think that's like to me. <laughs> as close as at least i can get to it which is certainly not probably correct either but it's something definitely better than i would have done but yeah i chose that song because it's in my favorite movie moonrise kingdom by wes anderson which is kind of a basic choice for a favorite movie but it's just so good and i remember watching it when i was like 12 or something and when this song came on the scene it was just so perfect and i've like loved the song ever since so yeah oh i love that i haven't seen this film that you're referencing but i do know wes anderson yeah, and yeah. that style of film um so amazing i'll have to watch all of your yes, film recs and do. read your book recs as well all right well let's play it however you pronounce it le temps de l'amour <laughs> i think okay here we go And we are back on Abstract after that brief intermission playing some beautiful French music. I loved that choice, Jillian. So that was from one of your favorite films, which is cool. What is it about? So like I was saying, I, I haven't seen that Wes Anderson film, but I'm familiar with his style. So from your perspective, what is it about his film style as well and just his creativity and the way that he goes about film and the music and the colors and everything that has kind of stuck with you with that film I mean it's just I think that was the first Wes Anderson film I ever watched and I was just really taken aback by how beautiful it is I can tell that he just puts so much effort and detail into everything like the outfits the set and everything is so like symmetrical as well Um, and I really like films with like themes of coming of age and so that is basically like the main theme of the film it's like two kids that like run away together and then like end up falling in love and I was like around their age when I watched it and I was like I want this so bad (laughs) it was just so cute oh I'm can so relate to that I feel like I whenever I watch coming of age films or read like John Green coming of age books or something like that I feel like I like missed out on my teen years like I was not like cool enough for any of that stuff it's like I really missed out I could have met the love of my life and like live this alternate reality and here we are single and here we are (laughs) on this podcast you would have known (laughs) but I love that so I kind of want to talk to you a little bit more about your writing because I think it's so cool that you obviously like write your own stories and your own poetry so what is your writing process I, I tend to ask people Typically, when I have talked to musicians about their process for writing songs, so I'm kind of interested for what that might look like writing wise. Like, how do you draw inspiration? And do you kind of write in like order of beginning to end? Or do certain things come to you that you know you just want to put in at a certain point? Like, what's your process? Kind of all of the above. I definitely do like start from the beginning. Um, but then like ideas will just come to me and I'll write them down and sometimes I'll write like a rogue chapter that I'm I know I'm gonna put in later right now I have like probably like 200 pages of just like random stuff that like doesn't really go anywhere yet and I have no idea if I'm even gonna use it or not which is honestly stressful but like it'll all fall into place eventually I have hope in that so um, actually the like 
novel that I'm working on right now, I took a lot of inspiration from um, this artist, like a uh, musician named Wednesday, who I actually saw at Higher Ground like a couple years ago, and she writes, basically her, her songs are just kind of like stories based in rural South, and I just thought like it was super interesting, and so I read like every single lyric of all of her songs, and then just like wrote down ideas from that, and then went with it. Wow, that's like a very specific inspiration. Yeah, no, that's it, it very was. cool. <laughs> well, that's cool to think that music can inspire, you know, writing in that way. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that. So, have you found like with this novel that the ideas for it have sort of been coming to you frequently? Like, how often do you write? Probably like every day, honestly, okay. even if it's just for like a couple minutes, like jotting down one idea, like, yeah, over the summer every day, I have a feeling once I start school, I'll probably, even though that's when I should be writing, because it'll be for a class, I'll probably be like, eh, I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's relatable too. So did you already mention, is the format of this novel that you're working on, is it similar to The House on Mango Street yeah. in that it's poetic like that? In it sort definitely of chunks? is, yeah, okay. it's like... Yeah, just basically like little vignettes for each chapter. Mm. So in terms of like inspirations, I mean, with really any style, but, you know, you, you say that you're more lyrical in your writing style. So do you have any authors that you've really looked up to um, stylistically? Yeah, I really like um, Jeanette Winterston. Win Winterston? I honestly don't really know how to pronounce her last name. But she wrote this book called Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit, which I've read a couple times now. And I, I really like her style. It's very, like, poetic as well, but also blunt and, like, kind of funny in, like, an ironic sort of witty way. I like that. And I like um, the poet Ada Limon, who I actually have a poem prepared for later from her. But, <gasps> yeah, I, I love her stuff as well. I have really enjoyed finding – so I'm – I tried to take a break from TikTok, but I'm, like, back on it, oh, and it's same. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I deleted the app for a bit because I was like, I need to just, like, not have this be it my life. But it always comes back. But I have really enjoyed hearing people posting their poetry and yeah. speaking it on, on TikTok, and I found some really talented writers that way. Um, so I always love hearing poetry, too. And I think it's so cool to just hear what comes out of people's brains poetry-wise. I've always really admired um, that form of art as well. So I really want to play um, another song and I had asked you for a song choice that you feel is truly poetic. Oh yes. In its lyrics. So let's look at your playlist again and let us know what you chose and why. Yes, I chose, I believe it's pronounced Indigar by Adrian Lenniker. And I just think the lyrics are so beautiful. Uh, you'll just, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> okay. I love this because I actually was unfamiliar with all of your choices oh, for songs. Oh, really? Okay. Which I love because, once again, I love being exposed to new music. And, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Okay, here we go. And we are back. So that was, I don't even know exactly how to pronounce it. In Ingar? Ingadar? In oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I... My guess is as good as yours, but I really loved that choice. That was beautiful. And I just wanted to bring up one thing that was said off air, because one thing that I love about <laughs> this is I feel like sometimes when I'm, when we're off air, we have like cool little convos that will come up and then I'll want to bring it onto on air. But you were saying that that song really reminds you of when you were in England. Yes. And I just kind of wanted to talk about 
I just find it so fascinating, and I, I actually spoke about this a little bit on one of my previous episodes with another guest, that music really can take you back to a certain place and oh, totally. time. So let's just dig into that a little bit more. So like what time and place are you like envisioning in London with this song? It's, it's such a specific, like basically when I first got there to study abroad, I was studying in this place called Canterbury, which is like a 50 minute train ride south of London. It's like a tiny little, just like rainy town, cobbled streets, whatever you would picture for like a small town in London. And I was there like my first week and I didn't really know that many people and I just decided to like go out alone and explore the town. And I had my headphones on and I was walking down like the streets and just going into random little shops and I was playing this like over and over again on repeat. And so now just like hearing that today just reminds mm. me of it even now. I love that. Are you the type to like curate your own playlist? Oh my God. Like it's like so bad. I am obsessed. <laughs> okay, take us into that because I, I feel like you briefly mentioned that to me too and I want to learn like... Because I'm actually, I feel like I'm pretty bad at it. Like, I wish that I would take the time to sit down and really figure out what vibes fit. But some people are so skilled at that. So how do you do that? Because I admire that, honestly. I feel like I get way too obsessive about it, honestly. I need to chill sometimes. But I choose basically, like, like for example, I went to, like, Al's French fries the other day. And I was like, oh, this is such a nice vibe. I want to make a playlist based off of it. So I called the playlist, like, diner or something like that and then I just chose a bunch of old songs that remind me of going to like an old-fashioned diner so there's like a lot of like Beatles on there and um oh what else like this song called Coney Island Baby which is like the most perfect it's from like the 1950s or something it's just such a you have like the little vibe. evil hands no it's I'm, perfect. I'm plotting <laughs> like it's just it's so bad but it's also so good at the same time I love it so I mean, do you have them public? Like, do you oh, have yeah. people follow them? Do you want to oh, tell okay. everyone to do so? So, yes, my Spotify is at Jill Kim, which is G-I-L-L-K-M-M. -M. And right now, I went through a phase where, like, I was like, I hate all my playlists. And so I took all of them off of my profile. So I have a lot more playlists than are actually public that aren't on my profile. But the ones that are on my profile are ones that I'm like, these are perfect. So I have to leave them. The rest of them, I'm still working on. Because, like I said, I get way too obsessive with it. But um, one of them, actually, it was funny. I made, like, a random playlist that, like, I really did not work hard on at all. It was just called uh, Workout, a.k.a. Rico Nasty Screaming at Me Until I'm In Shape, which is, like, the <laughs> full name of it. And I was like, oh, this is, like, such a dumb playlist. And then it got, like, 500 likes on Spotify. Oh, my gosh. Like, How are people finding this? This is, like, my worst one. Well, you're famous. <laughs> I guess so. So everybody go follow and yeah. support, of course. Um, are there any other ones that you're, like, really proud of? Ooh. So we have the diner vibes. Oh, yes. Okay. So there's one that I really like, which is, it's just called Autumn in College. And it's just, like, I listen to it every autumn. And it just reminds me of, like, being at school. It's very, like, Gilmore Girl vibes, if that mm. makes sense. It's just kind of, like, 90s, uh, kind of, like, shoegazy music. It's really nice. I love that. Well, I'll definitely have to take a listen because I love to find a good playlist. And... Yeah, everybody follow Jillian's play playlists and also follow the abstract playlist. Yes. A little plug for <laughs> our show here because I this is really the only one that I feel like I've stayed up to date with and have been passionate about is that it's just all of the songs that all of the guests will ever play will be on this one. So, yeah, I love that. So I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we had been talking about. I would love to actually hear maybe we do the live reading of some poetry. Ooh, yes. So take us through what poem you chose and the poet again, because okay, I know we okay. mentioned the poet a bit. 
So I chose a poem by a poet called um, Ada Limon. I have to look. I took like a picture of it. So oh, no worries. That's how I'm going to read it because I can't remember the name of it. Okay, it's called What I Didn't Know Before. This is from one of my favorite poetry books called The Carrying. She has like a bunch of other poetry books out too, but that's my favorite out of all of hers. So should I read it? Go for it. Okay. What I Didn't Know Before was how horses simply give birth to other horses. Not a baby by any means, not a creature of liminal spaces, but already a four-legged beast, hell-bent on walking, scrambling after the mother. A horse gives way to another horse, and then suddenly there are two horses, just like that. That's how I loved you. You, off the train from Red Bank, carrying a coffee as big as your arm, a bag with two computers swinging in it, unwieldedly at your side. I remember when we broke into laughter when we saw each other. What was between us wasn't a fragile thing to be coddled, cooed over. It came out fully formed, ready to run. Ooh. So what about that, like, do you like the most? That was, like, the first poem that I read of hers. I randomly found it on TikTok, and I was like, that is so beautiful. What book is that from? And then that day, I literally went to the bookstore and bought it and then, like, read the entire book, and she's just been, like, my favorite poet ever since. I love it. I love the metaphor of the horses yeah. in there. I feel like that's such a like unique way to describe the feeling that she's portraying. No, I agree. I, that's why I liked it so much. It was just really different. And I love also metaphors with like animals and just rural landscape in general. So I that just really stuck with me for some reason. Very cool. So the style of um, what you're writing right now, did you mention it's sort of folklore-ish? Yeah, I like played with a little bit of folklore. I'm still, I really don't know much about it, honestly, because I grew up in D.C., so it's like, <laughs> it's not really Appalachian folklore but I've been doing lots of research into it and listening to like some podcasts, so I can incorporate some stuff in there when I feel like it's time. Mm. Do you have any like specific folklore-esque inspirations, like, either things that you've read like when I think about that I think of I used to read like a bunch of like Aesop's fables when yes, I was younger I used to read that too. okay yeah um there's this one podcast called like Go- old gods of Appalachia and they basically just talk about stories about like folklore and mm. there's a lot of stuff about like fairies and demons and random things in the woods and then like all these things that you shouldn't shouldn't do because people in Appalachian in the Appalachian mountains like natives are like very like superstitious and so it's like don't whistle when you walk through the woods unless you want to attract bad energy or like don't move to a new house and then bring like an old broom in it or else you're gonna bring like the dirty energy from your old house into your new one so it's just random stuff like that that I find super interesting Mm -hmm. and so yeah I've been like researching that and kind of seeing more about it cool so do you feel like there's any inspirations that you've gotten from growing up also from like your area in like DC that kind of have kind of impacted just like your artistic style, whether it be writing, film, or your music taste even. Yeah, I I honestly have no idea where like a lot of my stuff came from because I write like mostly about rural areas and I I like grew up in DC. I think honestly, when I was growing up, I always wanted to get out of the city. I've never been like that much of a city person. And so I used to go to like this um, farm camp, which is my like interesting fact that I wrote um, oh, on your yeah. page. It was like I used to work on a farm, and that was like in the Appalachian Mountains in Pennsylvania. And so that like I think really got me down like the rabbit hole of like rural writing and stuff because mm. it was just like kind of a, an escape from the city, which I always really liked. Well, I love that little reference to PA because I don't live far from the Appalachian oh. Mountains. 
Wait, yeah. are you from Pennsylvania? I am, like Central PA near Harrisburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have like little mountains all around of where I live. And I grew up quite rurally. I didn't oh, live awesome. on a farm, but I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere near a bunch of farms. Um, so I definitely feel like I can, you know, relate to you on the aspect of, I mean, I kind of wanted to escape the complete ruralness yeah, in a way, but I, <laughs> I definitely feel most at home and grounded when I'm in nature in that mm-hmm. way. So when you came to school here and chose UVM and was the aspect of like nature and the, the space of Burlington, like a really big factor for you then? Definitely. Yeah. I loved it when I toured because like I went down to the lake and everything was just so pretty I was looking specifically for like a college out of the city because I had literally lived in DC my entire life in like the same house in the city and I was like I need to get out of here so once I saw UVM and just like the beautiful campus the woods the lake I was like yeah this is and the mountains too was like this Mm, is perfect yeah that's how I felt I love the fact that we can just walk right down to the lake right Do you feel like with nature that that like just being in nature also inspires your creativity? Because I know that it does for me. So I'd love to hear about that from you. Oh, yeah. No, I I think this like especially was relevant when I was in England because I lived near a farm and also near like woods and fields and stuff. It was pretty rural where I was living. And so I would go like almost every day into the woods when it was like warmer and just like sit down and write. And I just felt like it was just such a calming place. It really helped me like up with like good ideas Mm. yeah i think it's cool how certain environments and spaces can cater people's creativity in like interesting ways so that's very cool that you know nature is is kind of that for you and i imagine if you're kind of settling into some of those themes that are more nature related folklore related being in those settings could really inspire some of that imagery i i I imagine no definitely i like this summer i've also taken up to like learning specific names of like plants and animals because I just Mm. feel like it will help me build the setting better if I know like what's actually around me so yeah I've been trying to learn them honestly trees are really hard and I (laughs) don't know how people do it but I'm trying there's too many of them there's too many and they all look the same like I don't know how to do it it was bark and it was brittle (laughs) (laughs) and it had leaves like I don't know (laughs) it was brown and green so have you felt like there have been any places in Burlington that have really you know kind of spoken to you in that way there definitely has been i'm trying to think i like um letty beach a lot Mm. it's like a lot more quiet than north beach so i like sitting there also oak ledge is really nice like Mm -hmm. the park in oak ledge um yeah i just love like the bike path as well like sometimes i'll just like wander down there especially near sunset and like sometimes there's not a lot of people down there and that's when it's like so nice to just oh, I yeah, walk around and the freight trains too are super cool i used to like climb on top of them and sit there <laughs> those are like my top places as well yeah um do you feel like um oh, i just lost my train of thought i was gonna ask another follow-up follow-up question to that and now oh, I hate when that it, happens. it lost it's gone it's lost um but i guess we can segue into another question that i asked you is a song that you think fits your vibes as an individual Ooh, okay so before we play it i would love to know like if you had to describe yourself to somebody that didn't know you what would you say as like your little intro to hi i'm jillian oh my gosh i don't even know i well i can tell you why i chose the song yes. which like kind of goes with it mm-hmm. basically the song is bad dream by indigo to souza and i feel like it's it's a very like complex song and it's kind of unpredictable but not in a bad way it's kind of in like a comforting way 
Um, and I don't think I'm too unpredictable, but I don't know. I just like how it's kind of a, a good mixture of like, it's very soft, but also like grungy at the same time. I guess that's how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's called Bad Dream and, and I just constantly have nightmares. So <laughs> that's Me too. Really? All the oh time. Oh my God, twins. It's I terrible. never have any good dreams. No, it's so I, bad. And when I'm not having nightmares, I like am having insomnia. So I'm like, this is a great option. It's one or the other. It's like no in between. Maybe it's just because we maladapted yeah, daydream no. too much with the good stuff in the daytime. Literally. that Then at night it's like, it's no, like, you girl, got you your dreaming in. You used it all up. Like you have nothing left that's good. <laughs> all right. Well, let's play it. Here is Bad Dream. And we are back live. I also love that song. After this show, I think I'm just going to like save all of these songs into my like playlist. Which oh my gosh, I'm so glad. I feel like that's such a high compliment. Yes, Hopefully it is. you feel flattered by that because oh, I, am. I I mean, I, I do it for a good amount of people because I, I love to just discover new music, but I genuinely really liked all of the songs that you chose. I'm so, so. glad. No, I am so flattered. But I wanted to reference the question that I literally forgot that I <laughs> yeah. just told you off air that I wanted to ask. So the question that I was pining like waiting to ask um that I thought was so clever and then forgot <laughs> was when we were talking about you on the bike path so I was wondering if there was a certain element within nature that spoke to you the most that you felt the most connected to okay so I really like that question because I would say earth mm-hmm. but then like I started thinking about my astrology sign which is like the most hippie thing to say and I'm not even that into that stuff, but, like, I couldn't help but think about it. And I'm, like, an Aries, which is fire. Mm. And I feel like that that clashes with Earth. So then I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe both, I guess. I think you could choose both. A forest fire? I'm sorry. That was a bad time to say that. No. <laughs> wrong, wrong time. That's a little <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Um, why do you think that? Like, what? I mean, besides just the zodiac sign, like, what do you think within those elements kind of, mm. I don't know. Draws me? Draws you. I think definitely... I would say Earth is, like, the main one just because I love nature so much and it's very, like, calming. And I feel like I am a pretty chill person, but, like, I don't know. There's still a side of me that's, like, a little fiery at the same time, Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's why I would say fire as well. Nice. I mean, you had asked me off air what I would say for mine, so I'll share with you if you're curious. I think I would also say Earth. So I'm an Earth sign. I'm a Taurus, but I've always felt the most grounded when I'm, like, I don't know, like, in the grass, just like barefoot, no, like in the grass, same, like, like face down in the grass, <laughs> <laughs> face down the grass, reconnecting myself with nature. Like, so I, that's what I would say. Cause when I was younger, I would run around barefoot a lot. And I was telling you that I grew up pretty rurally. Yeah. Um, so I would run through the fields just barefoot. And I think that's like a core memory. That's like a that's core really part of me. So I think that that's probably what I would say is like my element. Yeah. No earth. For sure. I also used to just like dig around in the dirt with my bare hands, which I feel like is, yeah. Oh, I did that too. (laughs) I mean, it's not. If you didn't like. If you didn't like, what were you doing as a kid, honestly? (laughs) I love it. So um, the last kind of song that we wanted to talk about was a song that inspires your creativity, which I feel like we've had a really great discussion about a bunch of different things that have inspired your creativity. So thanks for sharing all of that, number one. Of course, yeah. Um, But I'm curious as to what song you chose and why you chose that one specifically because we've had such this like massive cool discussion about all of these things that have inspired your creativity so what is it about this specific one that was like this is the one I wanted okay so I was talking about this earlier but the band Wednesday is something that like really inspired my the novel that I'm working on and this song I think in particular I think I was just listening to it while I was writing and then 
I was like, wait, the lyrics are actually like really incredible because they're telling a story. It's not just like repeating the same thing over and over again, which is what a lot of songs do, I think. And so that's like the first song of hers that I actually started reading the lyrics. And then I went on like that whole like rabbit hole of reading like every single, which took like so many, so long because she has so many songs. But this one, I just love how it paints such a specific story about like a small life. I don't know. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't know this one either. So I'm really excited to hear it. All right. Well, let's play this last one. This is Quarry by Wednesday. That was Quarry by Wednesday, another amazing choice by Jillian. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing. So one thing that I wanted to ask just very briefly, because we only have a few more minutes left on the show, but I feel like we have enough time to cover, is when you're listening to songs, what speaks to you more, the melody or the lyrics? Are you someone that picks apart like one or the other? or I feel like I should say the lyrics because I like writing so much but honestly it's like just the melody like mm. it takes me a while to like realize what the lyrics actually are after like listening to a song for I've have to listen like five times to be like oh yeah the lyrics that's that's a good line oh that's so cool I mean I feel like for me it can be either way and I can appreciate both for sure but I would definitely kind of say I'm the opposite because mm. I really appreciate a good lyric it's like that's almost what will stick out to me and make me want to listen to a song that I discovered from someone that I've never heard before. It's typically that it's a good lyric and not necessarily the melody. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I think it's cool to ask because, you know, everything sticks out to people in different ways. So yeah. very cool. And then for the last thing that I wanted to cover with you, just because your, you know, abstract fact was yes. so fun, <laughs> is all of these miscellaneous jobs that you've had. Oh God. So briefly, give us the rundown. Like, why did you have these jobs? <laughs> and what's up with all of this? I just have like the most all over the place resume known to man which I don't even know how that came about but basically what I wrote for my fact was that I was first a dairy farmer which I like talked briefly about I like worked at a farm camp and then I like graduated to basically like working with the animals and I would do like the morning milkings and like train sheep and stuff it was fun um and then I left that I worked there for like three years and then I worked as a journalist two semesters ago for like an internship through UVM where I worked with Vermont Public Radio and I was basically just thrown into it. And I had to like interview random people and figure out how to edit it. And it was a whole disaster. But I have a couple stories out online. If you Google my name and then VPR, it'll come up and you can listen to them. There you go. Um, they're like audio stories. But so that was interesting. And then the last job that I wrote about was that I was a park ranger at Olympic National Park, which is in Washington State. And I got that job just because it was like it was a COVID job and I like really needed somewhere to work. And they were like, well, are you good with kids? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, OK, do you want to run the junior ranger program? I was like, sure. <laughs> so then like I just flew over there and I worked there like full time for like a couple of months and then flew back. But it was a great experience and I definitely would want to do it again. Well, your LinkedIn will be popping. Yeah, it will be. You it could really, really have any single job in the yes, world that you would like. So real. English, so film like working in agriculture Cows. working <laughs> yeah. being a park ranger i think you're all set you know yeah you've hopefully. got options <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on i enjoyed talking to you so much and thank you for sharing all of your abstract ideas with us oh my so gosh, of course this was so much fun yes and everybody make sure to tune in to jillian's show what day is it again mondays mondays 3 to 4 p.m mondays 3 to 4 p.m 
Um, so definitely check that out. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Abstract, a show dedicated to abstract ideas discussed amidst ever-changing tunes. I'm your host, Abby BK, and stay tuned for the next episode where I'll be bringing on another guest to play some tunes and discuss their abstract ideas. As always, thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great day or night. Thanks so much. <laughs>